Welcome to the Runners of Durango podcast. I'm your host, Robert Marks. Here, I search out the many unique stories and the runners behind them that call Durango, Colorado home. This is the Runners of Durango podcast. I'm your host, Robert Marks, and with me, I have Krista. Krista, hey, how's it going? Good. How are you, Robert? You know, I'm pretty good on this rainy Friday morning, but you know, I can't really complain. You know, it's Durango. We can't complain about much at all. You know, it's, you know, we say that, and especially after last summer when we got no, and winter, we got no moisture whatsoever. We're not supposed to complain about weather, but this is really, like, affecting my trail time. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to get to play on the river all summer long now. If it keeps raining like this. Are you a river girl? See, I, I'm, I don't have, like, dinghies or buoys or things like that or whatever they're called. Uh-huh. You know, like, uh-huh. I, don't have, I don't have boats. I don't have rafts. Oh. I'm not a water person. Well, if you want to get out on a raft, I'll happily take you. We all right. A, we have yeah. a raft, and I've got a sup, and... We have a couple whitewater kayaks. I do enjoy <laughs> supping. Yeah. I've never supped on a river before. Definitely done on a, a lake a couple yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that would too be, bad. That would be fun. That'd be fun. <laughs> I've been, okay, I've been on a raft once before. Okay. I've been on a, on a raft with my family. Um, we went on Noah's Ark rafting over in Buena Vista, and we did a day on the Arkansas, and I enjoyed that. I don't know. It was was a long time ago. I don't know. I'm like a very active, like, don't like sitting in one place kind of person too much. Mm -hmm. And to me, I was like, all right, we're sitting on this boat. I mean, it was beautiful. Granted, the Arkansas is a beautiful river, especially in that part of Mm -hmm. Colorado. And, but I was just like, all right, we're here for eight hours. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun to go uh, rafting and camping, though, too. Like, Mm -hmm. make it into like a five day journey and, get out and hike and do other stuff on the river too now that's so, cool yeah i mean you can combine it so like going backpacking so you carry all your gear just throw it all on a raft and get out and, and play and do whatever and, that sounds a lot yeah. more my speed <laughs> i remember actually a while ago seeing this video i think dakota jones is one of the guys who did it is that they went i think they went through somewhere in utah and that they they did they would so they'd run through these slot canyons and then they run until they hit a river and they were running with a packable uh, ducky on their back, Ooh. and so then they would inflate the ducky with them, and then they'd paddle until they could until they couldn't run anymore, and then they'd de- pack the paddle back the that back up, and then they'd keep running. I think Jeremy has a packable raft too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So you might have to get him on the podcast oh too and yeah. see what he does. I know he. I think last year that's what he was doing. He'd run and then. And that's that's considering the kind of guy that Jeremy is. That is not in the slightest surprising. Exactly. So, okay. Quick break from talking about this. Okay, let's talk about you. Krista, tell us about yourself. Um, Well, I am a runner, I guess. I never really considered myself a runner. Mm -hmm. I didn't get into running until later in life. Um, I was a distance swimmer. So I ran for cross training and really didn't like it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And after I quit swimming, um, after college, I needed something else to do with my time and tried the triathlon bit. Um, I got past like I was standing still on a bike. So (laughs) no matter how much I tried to work at that, um, I decided triathlons probably wasn't my gig. Mm -hmm. Um, And came back to running and just really found kind of a groove to have space of my own and time of my own to be able to go do do 
what I needed to to stay in shape and uh, just enjoy being outside and whatnot too. So yeah. So how long ago did you was would you say that start of your running career kind of shifted? Um, well, I quit swimming when I was in college, midway through college, and. Um, so were you a collegiate swimmer? I was. Okay. Yes. What what. <laughs> What were your preferred like distances and disciplines? Where'd you go to college? Where'd you do uh, your? I went to CSU. Really? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Go Rams. Oh yeah. 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 So um, I swam distance freestyle, so mile, thousand, uh, five hundred free, and then uh, four hundred IM mm-hmm. usually. Mm-hmm. Um, which is probably why I like to run longer distances and don't sprint. Gotcha. <laughs> I don't think gotcha. I have fast twitch muscles <laughs> at all. No fast twitch muscle fibers. So. Um, I swam from the time I was six until about 20 years old. Okay, okay. So yeah, it that's was... A, that's a long time. Yeah, a lot, a lot of swimming. And I haven't set foot, foot in a pool I don't know how long. Wow, wow. <laughs> and yet you're a water girl. So. I love water, yep. Maybe that's why I love water. <laughs> I mean, I like, that you makes know. sense to me. Um, but I probably... Like, I, re- I really never considered myself a runner probably until maybe five or six years ago. Really? Um, even though I was running, like, I... I think that's a mentality that some like if, unless you ran track or you you know kind of grew up running I think that mentality of like you're not really a runner type of thing unless you're like elite or kind of grew up in that scene mm-hmm. um, it's pretty easy to get into so um, yeah I really didn't consider myself a runner until I probably qualified to run Boston <laughs> Wow. Okay. So when you actually when did actually, an effort yeah. with some serious speed, that's when you thought it. <laughs> it wasn't I, until after Boston. Yeah. Oh, I it was. Think so. it yeah. Was? Yeah. Like they could, they would really call myself a runner. You yeah. got the sweet jacket. You know, you got yeah. your Adidas jacket. You yes. got your Boston medal, and you're like, oh, so I've made it. I've made it. So that was your threshold. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why, but yeah. it's I don't know, just something in my head. When and so you said only recently. So you mm-hmm. so clearly there's this period of time where you're just running for fitness, for fun, yeah. stress relief, personal time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, so before I had my daughter, uh, I had uh, on my bucket list to run a marathon just for the sake of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I trained and ran a marathon, and I still didn't consider myself a runner at that point. And she'll be twelve uh, this year, so. I mean, I did that just right before she was born. So, you know, at that point. But And then my mom passed away about nine years ago. And I think at that point I kind of found solace kind of in running. It was Mm -hmm. like kind of my time um, just to go through my thoughts and be with myself and kind of sort through... The grief, the anger, the all the emotional roller coaster that goes along with it. Um, so, I think I started. I, I really think I started running more probably at that point, okay. um, and more regularly gotcha. at that point. Okay. So yeah. So within that more recent journey, mm-hmm. one at one point, did you set your eyes? When did you set your eyes on Boston? I actually did that right before my mom passed away. Um, and she had cancer and was sick and mm-hmm. had, she was always like biggest cheerleader type person. Like when I was running, swimming, doing whatever. Um, and I was like, you know, I wonder if I could do this. And she was like, of course you could, <laughs> you know, like all moms do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. and so, um, when she passed away, it kind of became, uh, 
kind of a more important goal, I guess I would say, mm-hmm. to me, um, to find, to be like, okay, I, if I'm going to do this, you know, I'm going to have to train like I trained when I swam, and I'm going to have to work really hard at it. Um, so I kind of threw myself all in mm-hmm. type of thing. Um, and decided, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And of course, that was the year they, the first year they dropped the Boston Standard. Of course. So I was like all game for it, ready to run, ready to train. And um, like then they're like, oh yeah, by the way, we're going to drop the standard by, and I think they dropped it by five minutes that time. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I've already got to like shave, I don't even remember what, it was, I had to shave, I think it was like 20 minutes off of my previous marathon time which yeah. I mean I trained for but like it was just one of those bucket list things you know right. just kind of run finish a marathon and it was ugly and I finished and was just like you know it's, I'm never doing this again type mm-hmm. of mentality and of so like I was like how am I going to shave 20-25 minutes off of <laughs> you know that time yeah that's a, it's a huge margin yeah yeah so um, I kind of I went all in and was like okay good train and train hard and um decided to run Chicago uh, to try and qualify and totally blew up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, went out way too fast, was super excited and was like, this is awesome. This is this first like really big marathon I ran. And, um, yeah, and massive and by any standards. Lots of people, just the crowd was amazing. And, you know, you just I rode that wave for uh, maybe 18, 19 miles and the last like five were just ugly. So um, I knew I could run a more even keel race Mm -hmm. Um, and so and had the training base so I actually went uh, two months later and ran a marathon down in South Carolina to qualify okay and it actually coincided with my mom's birthday so it was like just meant to be yeah yeah absolutely and that's when and that's when you hit the standard that's when I hit my standard so when the how what was the timing between running Chicago the first time and Mm -hmm. then the timing when the when the standard dropped when did you know oh i gotta drop an extra five minutes it was before chicago so but like what was that time you know so i mean obviously it was before chicago but yeah. like how soon to chicago was oh it, it was way before chicago okay yeah okay yeah because the nice thing about um the boston standard is it's good for like it's almost like a two-year period that your time is good for so um because it the cal- it goes like a calendar year and a half almost mm-hmm. So for your time standards. So you have like, I don't know, it's like an 18 or 20 month window of when that standard actually keeps you your qualification time good. Gotcha. So okay. they had actually dropped the time. Um, I want to say it was probably in the, win- the fall or winter right after. Um, no, I don't know. You know, to tell you the truth, maybe it was right after Boston was run in April Brass. that they dropped it mm-hmm. again. And then I ran, so then Chicago's October, so. Okay, so, so I you, mean, it, you had all of summer. Yeah, to, to know that that's what I had to hit pace-wise. Okay, so let's revisit that first of the majors. What what went wrong? In Chicago? Yeah. <laughs> um, so how was the weather? How was the conditions? Actually, it was like? a great day. Mm-hmm. Wasn't too hot. Wasn't super windy, um, which is always a, an issue for yes, Chicago. Yes, of course. Um, I went out way, way faster than I needed to. Um, and around mile 19-ish, I stepped in a pothole and stepped on somebody's foot. And, you know, just kind of threw things into a downward spiral that occurred. And I I walked through a couple water stations and was like, all right, I could sit down here on the curb and just 
be done mm-hmm. um, or I could finish and I contemplated the curb <laughs> for quite a while yeah, um, yeah. and I um, I was running for Team Live Strong um, while I was there um, in honor of my mom and so it was kind of like you know what no I, I can't I can't sit down on the mm-hmm. curb I, I mean even if I have to walk I'm going to finish this race so I finished um, and I'm glad I did I mean it, it it was it was tough and it was hard and mm-hmm. Chicago's an amazing chorus. Um, it's nice and flat except for a little hill at the very end, so which is kind of a nice thing. But mm-hmm. um, I definitely knew that I could run faster than that when I finished. Like that I had a better ra- a better race. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that it would be the Boston qualifying time that I wanted, but that I could run a smarter and better race. Gotcha. So, between that time of you cross the line, mm-hmm. you know, I'm assuming you go get some deep fish afterwards or something like that. Burgers, yes. Oh, yeah. Burgers, yeah. Oh, I ate everything in sight, though. Perfect. <laughs> that's, I mean, and that's a great place to do it, too, since mm-hmm. Chicago's food is absolutely phenomenal. Yes. <laughs> um, but between that time, how did you find this marathon in South Carolina, of all places, when we're all the way down over here? Um, so, I was living in Michigan at the time. Okay. And um, my sister was living in North Carolina. And I, as soon as we got done, you know, I gave myself kind of a week of just like, okay, that pity party time of, do I just find something else? Is that possible? You know, got on computer and Googled, you know, like turnaround for marathons and training. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, is that really something that people do? Do they try and turn around in two months and run, you know, a month and not run on the marathon? And... Um, so I was like, okay, I started just Googling di- where different marathons were mm-hmm. and give myself, to give myself enough, you know, a little bit of recovery time, but then to still kind of jump right back into kind of the later part of the training, uh, cycle and found this marathon down in South Carolina. My sister was like, well, if you fly here, I'll drive you down. And I was oh, like, yeah, oh, okay, cool. yeah, sweet. Perfect. She's like, I'll go with you and, and be your, you know, cheer squad and, you know, shuttles around and whatever. And I was like, okay, sweet. Mm-hmm. So it was a win-win. Got to go see her and go run a race and just everything so did everything just really click for you on that day it did or? it did it was nice it was a, it's a Kiwa Island marathon so it's um, like a laps around the island so they do one lap for a half and like another lap for and then you keep going for another lap for the marathon um, super small race which was nice and just kind of low key atmosphere so it was kind of nice to just, I mean, after being in Chicago where everything was so big mm-hmm. and, you know, crowds were massive and every the expo, everything is just huge to this, mm-hmm. like, little tiny marathon where, like, you know, that you walk through the expo in, like, five minutes and you're done. And, yeah. you know, you've just picked up your bib and, you know, there's, like, snacks over here in the corner. <laughs> and it was, you know, so it's kind of nice to have this small, like, feel. Mm-hmm. And I think it helped just take the pressure off just to know that you're just going to go out, you're going to the line with you know a couple hundred other people and, yeah. and just go out and run. That's cool. So, yeah. How, was the, how, was the course, how are the course views, especially compared to something like Chicago? That's like I'm thinking this Chicago race, right? Chicago and uh, this you know, Kiwa Island here. Mm-hmm. Probably two opposite ends of the spectrum. Here. Very opposite ends. Yeah, like alligator crossing signs in Kiwa <laughs> Island, like little like gullies with all these like little ponds. It, there's a, it's a large uh, like uh, golf resort area mm. the island is so it was just kind of uh, kind of pristine lawn areas and whatnot and 
Chicago's, you know, massive city. And the first half of Chicago is amazing because you kind of go through the zoo and the waterfront area and up by Wrigley and all that. And then you go out, like, in this industrial park area, like, where you just bake in the sun for the other half of the race. So, like, the first half is really cool to be in. Mm -hmm. And then the second half, like, you go through Chinatown. But, like, for a good portion of it, like, you're out in, like, this industrial south side Chicago Mm. type area where you're, like, just exposed. Mm. It's kind of odd. So then, so okay, so two months after uh, after October in Chicago, mm-hmm. right? So this puts you somewhere mid December, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So then, did you go do that quick turnaround April that year? You did Boston. Did you wait a year? Um, you had to. I think this through. I did not run Boston that year because mm-hmm. by the time because application had already closed for no. Let me think that through. <laughs> I don't know. I Time's Boston a funky 13. thing, I understand. No, I wouldn't have run it because Boston's that April, so right. I would have taken, yeah, I would. it would have been I applied that next year from that time from December and then ran it the following year. And then how, so, you, okay, so you make it, you get to Boston, you're back in the big city atmosphere, mm-hmm. you get shuttled off to Hopkinton. How did your day, that day in Boston go? That day was amazing. <laughs> it was, um... Just it, it was a perfect weather day. It was a perfect just everything type of day. Um, everything I could have asked for, um, except for the fact that it was uh, the year that the bombs went off at the finish line. So um, I have two very different um, Boston memories mm. of that year. The race itself which is probably the best race I think I have ever run. And um, the crowds, like Boston, just I, it holds a very special place in my heart just because of that mm-hmm. um, day. Um, and I, nothing crowd-wise will ever t- touch what the people in Boston are like. It is people from line the street from the beginning of Hopkinton all the way into Boston. And they are multiple people deep, and they are playing music and people are doing keg stands and people are jumping on mini trampolines at the colleges and then you go through uh you know the screaming towel was you know you just there's nothing like it um so i have that memory of boston and i pr'd and re-qualified um and ran just like the perfect like split race just everything fell into place Um, My family was all there, so it was just kind of the perfect day. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we all met at the finish area. They have, like, a family meeting area. You have to go quite a few blocks from the finish um, to meet with your family. And so we had all actually met at the finish area um, when the bombs went off. And we were probably, I don't know, a couple football fields distance as the crow flies from the finish line. Mm Kind of kitty corner. So it was extremely loud. Mm -hmm. Um, And first one went, and it was kind of like, you know, they they shoot cannons off for Patriots Day in Boston. And the first thought was like, oh, maybe that was something for a finish or something like that. And second one went, and immediately um, the security and police guards that were around the family area were jumping fences and going to finish area. Um, So I have... That is totally separate, tainted part of my Boston memory yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so, it, and it, 
But in all of that, I mean, the people of Boston, the city of Boston, I, that that city was amazing. People, I mean, we walked, I don't know, a mile, mile and a half back to our hotel, um, leading our way back through roadblocks and different street closures and whatnot. And everywhere you went, people were helping whoever, like, because the race had stopped and all these people were still left, all these runners were still left stranded on the chorus. Um, and people were just helping left and right um, to whatever people needed, food, water. And, you know, people were just runners, different runners were stuck on the side of the road, you know, because they couldn't get to the end. People were sharing cell phones. Um, you know, it, it was, the generosity of that city was amazing. So, but I immediately said I was coming back. <laughs> I mean, but by the time we made it to the hotel, I was mm-hmm. like, I already requalified. And I, I turned to my husband and was like, and I'm, I'm gonna come back next year and run because I can't have this be the final memory that I have of this mm-hmm. of being here. So. So did you? I did. Okay. I, was that? That wasn't the rainy. That wasn't no. the rainy year. That was two years before. That. that was one year before rain. Yeah. Yeah. So I ran. The next year was warm, um, and one of my best girlfriends from PT school um, had run it while we were in PT school. She was a runner in college. And she was like, you know what, I'll be qual- I'm gonna try and requalify and we can go. And so her and her husband and my family all went uh, and ran it and it was like the previous year on steroids as far as the like crowds and the people, like that city showed up big um, to, to show who they were and mm-hmm. you know that they um, were not gonna go silent, you know, into the night and kind of take their place back. Um, and so her and I went and ran, um, and I PR'd again <laughs> and requalified. Um, and then my sister decided she wanted to run it, <laughs> and so she qualified and asked if I would go run with her. So I ran it again. Awesome. <laughs> so I ran it. Th- I ran it three years in a row. Wow. Um, and at some point I'll I'll go. I'm trying to convince my daughter that she eventually will want to run it. She's gone all three years and cheered and like. Boston really holds a special place for her too. Mm. Uh, she loves Boston, um, but I try and convince her that someday she'll want to run it, and maybe I'll go run with her. <laughs> so, but yeah. Well, she'll have the tougher time. She'll have the tougher time yes, qualifying. She's gonna have a, they keep dropping the standard. Yeah, it's it's insane. I mean, it's my one of my. I mean, I'm just hearing you talk about running it and making it happen. And, you know, it's kind of, it's, I'm pretty young to the sport. I'm not exactly quick. And it's like, it's like, yeah, I'll totally do Boston one day. And then I go run for like five miles on the road. I'm like, "Mm, that was enough. Um, (laughs) Well, see, I think that's, that's part of my issue is like, I didn't run trails until I moved here. And now I'm like, oh, this trail, this trail thing. Like, and it's not pretty when I run trails. I'm like, I have. So you say. Oh my goodness. I have so many scars and like scabs and bloodied knees and. Everything from being out on the trail. Yeah, you're part of the tribe. You but made now, it in. You're well initiated. Yes, exactly. But, like, I didn't run trails all I ran here, so all I knew was road. So, like, for me, going on a long run on the road mm-hmm. is like, eh, okay, I'll go run, you know, seven, yeah. eight miles on the road and mm-hmm. think nothing of it. <laughs> so let's let's jump into that. Now. Okay, so you said you went to school in CSU. Yep. Then you somehow ended up in Michigan. Yeah. And then you <laughs> somehow ended up here. Like, walk us through, what were the stops here? What brought you down here? How did you even find out about a place like Durango? Um, well, we... My husband and I moved around quite a bit. 
Um, we lived in Oregon. We lived in Montana for a while. Then we moved to Michigan. Lived in Michigan for 10 years. Um, and he took a uh, job with the Corps of Engineers and moved to Montana, um, to the east side of Montana. Um, and took a full-time gig with governmental agency. So uh, he had been working seasonally in Michigan. And um, knew we didn't want to live in eastern Montana long term. Um, <laughs> it's it's pretty. Um, it's very cold and windy. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, and just didn't have um, a lot for our family to do um, with a you know a ten year old kiddo and she likes the outdoors a lot but she wants she plays soccer. She does you know she. It just wasn't a good spot for her to... Quite a little to, climber, too. She is a climber, yeah. She is a climber. Uh, so she, so we started making a list of different places we wanted to live. We have a lot of friends still from CSU that all live up Front Range area. Mm-hmm. Um, so Colorado always got on the list just state-wise to look at for jobs. Um, and my husband applied for a job here in Durango. Um, and did our pros and cons lists and the pros seriously outweighed the cons for every single one of us and so here we are that's funny because mm-hmm. so i mean i i'm a big pro cons kind of guy <laughs> every time my wife and i are making some kind of decision even if it's like hey what are we going to do now all right let's weigh some pros and cons because <laughs> just i feel like it's the simplest way to yes. like make a decision well we took big butcher paper and we had it up on the wall and we each had our own colored marker and you'd oh, walk by great. and you'd write you know oh well it does it have this and you know you'd look up and add it to the list yes or no and so we each got to add what we liked or what we didn't like and it heavily outweighed our choices for pros and cons. Uh, so we, he was offered the job, and you're like, you know what? Let's go. <laughs> awesome. And so and here you are, and how long have you been here now? Uh, just over two years. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So still pretty, so still pretty new. new transplant uh-huh. to the area. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. It's, I still consider myself a new transplant to the area, and then I realize I've been living here for years now and I'm and I meet people who I'm like oh this person's definitely a local and they're like I just moved here last summer and I was like oh that's just it's just funny how it how it goes some people just adapt to the lifestyle yeah really easily um but speaking of adapting how uh, how did you find the running community here when did you start getting onto trails especially having your I know for a lot of people, especially for quick people like yourself, on the roads, that the trails, especially the trails in this area, can be incredibly intimidating. Everyone's concerned about tripping and falling, yep. hurting themselves, and of course, the worst part about it, there's nowhere flat here, right? No. There's not a single flat trail in Durango. No. Everything is like, you're going to go straight up to start with. You know? Exactly. I've come to really love it, but I'm also kind of twisted like that. So. <laughs> um, well, I... The running community here is amazing. I, they're so welcoming. They're so... Um, and such variety of a running community here. I mean, you have people who are elite, super fast, you know, can throw down the hammer on a trail or a road. Um, and then you have, you know, let's go run on a trail and let's go get some, some burritos afterwards, you know, and hang out. Um, we can do it all. So I, um, Stacy and I actually worked together um, and knew we both ran like when we started just comparing like what we like to do and she was relatively new I was relatively new and um so we're like oh let's start running and so in the mornings we would run a loop on the river trail usually and 
on one of those days we're running a loop and coming towards us like we're running one way and coming to, like coming up to this pack of people who are running and just chattering along and we're like huh okay and we run by and you know say a little hi to the people who are going past mm-hmm. and like we made a turn and so then we were kind of facing each other and of course Bill is like hi oh nice to meet you blah 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 and starts just chatting with us and we joined into the pack and just finished our run with them mm-hmm. and by the time we got home Bill had friended both Stacy and I on Facebook and all of a sudden we were like you know grandfathered into the Cali morning runner during the morning <laughs> running crew um and I think, I mean, I really, they hadn't been running for that long. That was, I mean, probably within the first month or so that Kelly had really put the group together. But, like, all of a sudden we were part of this crew, and, like, we'd get these texts, show up here, and run at this time. And it was so, I mean, it's just so welcoming and so nice to run um, with a group and have people who are just of all walks of life and carry on any random conversation that you can think of. Um, and hold you accountable to get out of bed, but will not wait for you if you are not there on time. Um, you know, and run every pace. I mean, nobody ever gets left. Everybody gets, you know, it's every pace imaginable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, that's, I mean, that's the running community here is just amazing. Um, but as far as getting out on trails, I ran a couple on my own during the daylight, and then one morning, I don't know who posted a run and they're like we're gonna run the rim trail and I was like you people are insane really like wait and we're meeting at 5 30 and I was like it's dark out at 5 30 who runs a trail <laughs> in the dark and you know they're like I was I, I I remember texting back being like okay wait is this like a paved tra-? like not knowing all the trails and things around here is this a paved trail are we no no this is a trail and I was like oh okay and I remember, okay, I put, I got up, put my headlamp on, got all my gear, and told my husband, I was like, I'm going to go run on a trail. And he was like, you're doing what? <laughs> and I was like, I'm going I'm to go with the group run on the trail. And he was okay. And I came, I don't know if it was that run or the next run, I came home, I had totally, like, pancaked out, tripped over probably a root rock, who knows, because it was dark. Yeah. And I got home, and I was just like, Blood, both knees, elbows, hands, the whole nine yards. Ooh, and I was like, full Superman. Oh yeah, full on, full on, and not a not a pretty nice light. No tumble, no duck, tuck and roll, none of it. Ooh. Totally went out, and I was like, this is why I don't run a trail in the dark. <laughs> but yet again, I got up and do it. And now, at least twice a week, I'm. That's where we run because that's where everybody runs during. I mean, the morning runner group, all you guys. <laughs> like ninety nine percent of the posts are probably a trail run. Well, it's, I would, I would. we all feel, fo- I think there's a definite sentiment of us feeling forced onto the roads <laughs> in the wintertime. Yes, I think that's And I honestly is. enjoy the change up every once in a while onto the roads. Mm-hmm. But even now, I mean, you know, the weather, it's been raining the past couple of days. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I should go run on the roads. And then I look, I'm like, I don't really want to. And then I look at the trails and I say, they're not so bad. And so I go grab my mud shoes and then exactly. I go head out the door and yeah. I go play in the mud. And especially after this winter of having to, I've, I think I logged more hours on the treadmill than I've ever logged on a treadmill oh. in my life. Um, so I was really up to date on all my TV shows. But <laughs> That's helpful. Yeah, but I mean, it's just, I did enough of that. I just, and I 
miss. I think a lot of us miss the trails. But I think so. There's also a good constituent here who will, you know. Oh yeah. Post on, you know, like let's go run the roads or let's go do this. You know, some people are even trying to organize workouts, well, which is kind of wild. Yeah. Now uh, I think Marissa's trying to organize like tempo and pace workouts for on the track, which I need <laughs> and, to do because I can't make the Tuesday nights and uh, yeah. you know I'm, yeah. I've got these two differing goals of trying to you know do well at really long distance with tons of climbing and I'm also trying to increase my road speed and so those are kind of difficult to do at the same time I will not getting say, the speed work in for as much as everybody likes to run the trails around here when I needed somebody to do pace work with this past fall and past summer I always had somebody to run with either on the track or on the tra- on the river trail like, when I needed to do a tempo run, it didn't matter. I still had, like, two or three people. And it rotated through mm-hmm. who would jump in and join me once a week to run some tempo or run some track workouts. So. And now I'm trying to remember is because I don't remember. I think we had met before or ran a couple times before. But I remember I of getting this really strong impression of you, like clockwork, every Monday night for a Tuesday morning. <laughs> it's like, hey, I need to hit this specific pace yes. for this workout. I will be here. And it was more like a, it wasn't even like a, hey, who wants to join me? It's like, I'm going to be here. Yep. And then people showed. And then people showed. And every week. And I was like, that's amazing. One of these days I'm going to do it. And then I never did. Because I was like, that's a little hot for me right now. Well, and what was great was like, some people would run the whole way with whatever I was, you know, like it was this build of mileage. And some people would run partway and turn around. Mm -hmm. And we would just run out and back on the river trail. And so it was a variable distance. Mm -hmm. Some people jumped in at the beginning. Some people jumped in midway or we'd pick them up along the way. Um, but somebody always jumped in. Yeah. Like, I was amazed. I never had to, I, ne- I don't think I ever ran a tempo run by myself and that's, that's in that definitely entire training amazing. session. Yeah, I have, I personally have no trouble with going down and doing a track session by myself, uh-huh. actually kind of really making the yeah. turns and yeah. what I call the oval office. But <laughs> I, when I have to go at progression runs, fartlex, yeah. you know, things like that, I just, on the, I really have a hard time convincing myself to go do those by myself so that's amazing that you're able to get and that's just a testament to the group people are going to come out and do that yeah yeah but one of the things you didn't mention is what were the race that you what was the race (laughs) you were training for to do all this i was training for new york okay and how did new york go uh not as well as expected (laughs) was it was Um, this was this past new york right this was it was a hot one in new york this right it was warm a lot warmer than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and New York is deceivingly hilly. Um, it's all these rollers over bridges, and um, Central Park is hilly. I had never, I had never been to New York before mm-hmm. I went. Um, I had been like once as a kid, but never really explored New York. And New York itself, the city was amazing. The people there were amazing. Um, but yeah, the race didn't quite go as I planned. Um, I definitely had to, I ended up having to walk some in Central Park, um, which I didn't expect right. to have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really nailed training um, for this go around, and so I kind of felt like um, I'd have a better outcome. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, that's on any, on any given Sunday, right? You right. know, I mean, anything right. can happen. So um, it just didn't quite turn out the way I wanted to as far as my time mm-hmm. went. Um, but I still had a, a great experience going to New York and, and being there and the crowds and everything like that. So, okay, so with all that, <laughs> you've run half of the world marathon majors. I have. Out of the three you've run, 
you clearly made it obvious that Boston's your favorite. Yes. But are you are you going to try and run all six? Are you going to try and get your that star is, medal thingy? That is on the uh, goal sheet, yes. So, and I, I put in, last week was the week to put in your name for the lottery for London. Okay. So I uh, put my name in. Uh, London is notoriously difficult to get into unless you live in the UK yeah. as for a lottery um, type situation. Uh, typically, people run it as a charity mm-hmm. um, if they live outside the UK. Um, and then in August, I think it is, I can put the, is the Tokyo lottery. So I'll put my name in for Tokyo um, as well. And then the last one will be, the last one's Berlin. Um, again, a, a one that tends to be charity Right. Runners um, get in. Um, but I have no timeline for it. Gotcha. I'm, if you get if, in, if you I get... get in, great, I'll go. And if not, I just keep up my name in the lottery and eventually right. I, you know, it'll get done. There, are, There is a time standard for Tokyo that you can do. Um, it's but fast. It's though. fast. It's really fast, if I remember. Um, it is. But the. It's like a. It's hard to follow the, the Tokyo the website for the Tokyo Marathon, but um, like it's like a gradiated time frame, but it it doesn't break it down into age groups, so it's kind of hard to discern like how right. it actually works. So I don't know. Um, it we'll see how that goes. If I just keep putting lottery tickets in and something comes up, yeah. great. Um, if if, if eventually I have to buy my way, <laughs> buy my way in, and, or raise money, or do whatever, mm-hmm. um, I'd rather do a charity than do like a like one of the tour group type things where they had like you can sign up and they set everything up for you. Yeah. I'd rather just do like a charity and right. actually raise money for something. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can't get in through lottery, but um, like I got into New, <laughs> I got into New York with um, they they take a half marathon standard as well, um, so I have a half and a full standard to qualify, and mm-hmm. I used. My time from Thirsty 13. They, they took that. They took my Thirsty 13 That's time awesome. for, wow. uh, for the standard. So That's pretty impressive. I got actually. in that way for oh, New cool. York. So I'm hoping somewhere along the line some other cards fall that I can get into the other three yeah. that way. I can imagine Berlin's probably going to be the toughest of those three mm-hmm. to get in, especially with it being the world marathon record course at this point. Right. And just it's so notorious for being, well, not notorious, it's so popular for being, you know, perfect weather, flat, right. fast course. Yes. Um, you know, very German. Everything is perfectly aligned. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, yeah, but no, to- Tokyo is getting very I difficult s- to get into, yeah. and especially with the Olympics being hosted there. Everyone wants to go and run in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, it's, it's interesting, the popularity of all of it. I mean, when I ran Chicago, it wasn't a lottery system to, to run Chicago. And Chicago's now a lottery system to get into. Wow. Um, so, I mean, when I ran Chicago, you just signed up and you ran, you mm-hmm. know. Um, you had to estimate what your finishing time was, but there was no, like, cutoff standard or anything that you had to do. Hmm. Um, but now it's, I don't think there's a cutoff, but it's gone to this lottery-type system um, where you have to get in, basically, you have to be through the lottery. Hmm. Um, so it just goes to show the popularity of yeah. road running and, and the majors. Um, 
So, yeah. So, mention a lot about the road races you've done. And are there any more road races on the docket that are coming up for you? Anything like big goals within the year or two? Or are you hitting any big trail races or anything like that catching your eye? Um, I think I'm going to do Kennebec this year. Okay, I um, love that race. I have never run it. And I everybody who everybody says when I say that I want to run it this year, is like, it's such a great race and it's so fun. And... You know, it's a huge it's, kick in the pants. It, it is a huge kick in the pants. How could it not be? <laughs> I found the difficulty on par to my first 50k. It's, so. it's a lot of vert. Yeah, I mean, it's a ton. But it's, it's like absolutely it's, gorgeous. It's in our backyard, yeah. and it you know it's a nice uh, small group. It's not like tons of crowds, which is kind of nice for like being on a trail for me. I, I don't know that I want to be. Like the claustrophobic feel of yeah. packed in with a bunch of people on a trail. Yeah. Um, I did uh, last last year, year before. I ran Marmot. That was my first like real true trail race. Trail race running, and I loved that. That was fun too. Yeah. I ran it during the winter weather storm, <laughs> thunder and lightning craziness. Oh yeah, that was um, crazy. Which was insane, but um, and then I don't know. I I might do Thirsty Thirteen again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't have anything big on the on the docket. I I kind of wore myself out training for New York. I don't know how people like there are people out there who do like the world majors who like do do them in like two years, you know, type of thing, and they they're running marathon after marathon. And like someone's got a lot of the grind, the grind on like your. to run in such a structure to train for something like that is oh, get, just just gets you know really boring to me. Yeah, I'd rather like have the freedom to go and play and run and hop on a trail or go you know mountain bike or go do something else instead and not be like oh today I have to do this workout. Or yeah, you're gonna go take a week and you're gonna go float mm-hmm. something and you yeah. know because otherwise yeah. oh no that's gonna exactly. ruin my cycle. Or, yeah, yeah, so. So, yeah, I don't have anything else really on the docket for right now. How about you? Um, I'm going to do Thirsty. Okay. I took a year off. I didn't do it last year, mm-hmm. but I, this will be either my fourth or fifth time running it. Nice. And so, I mean, there's only a tiny bit of pressure because I've always PR'd to that race. So, I will I mean, and again, I have this one-year goal of one day I'm going to do Boston, uh-huh. but I have to drop my halftime considerably so I can start doing a a road marathon because again like you said the the structure I enjoy structure but for me it's a balance there has to be just enough structure for me to get out the door and not too much where I feel terrible about myself if I miss a workout or I don't hit a run or something like that especially with my schedule for work yeah Um, and then I'm going to do Silverton uh, Dirty 30 nice so I'm going to do that 50k that's the that's like my main focus of the whole year I got on is on August 3rd yeah That'll be a turnaround from that then to thirsty. Yeah, I got about a month. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, I take a full week off. Yeah. I slowly got we get running in a couple weeks, then I taper again, and, and then, then just got to go run fast, dang. right? Yeah. <laughs> That's no, downhill, right? No problem. Yeah. <laughs> Gravity's gonna carry. You. Yeah. Except for the last little part that you got to climb up. <laughs> you know, it's oddly enough, I don't even find that. I don't find the the finish into the finish into ska that bad comparatively. Uh-huh. It's the two previous it's the two pre- I agree. in Bodo that are far worse. And when you have worse. to make like the 
the like turns. out like the rectangle like, yeah. yeah and over and down like, yeah, I feel like that's the worst because you go and you hit that and you go and you meander on up yes. and then you turn left and it's still a bit of a hill and yes. then you descend and then you kick it, kick it up, I think pick that up little, again that turn left and especially when you're like oh it's right there yes, you like can, I could just keep going straight you can was, see the silo can see you can it. see it <laughs> But no, I gotta make another turn. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to that. I I, nice. I always have enjoyed that race. Yeah, it's, it's a, a fun it's a pretty race. race. Yeah, it's a fun race. Yeah. Yeah, I got to. My husband ran it last year, so I got to spectate and uh, helped at an aid station last year so, instead of running it. So I thought you raced last year. No, year before. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I took a year off too. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. I. I no. I totally misremembered because I thought I saw you at the finish line and I said, hey, I, did you hit your 728 pace or something like that? No. I, I, that was I, really I two know. years ago? Yeah. Huh. yeah. I know. Yeah. It's a fun race, though. Yeah. I like yeah, that one. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Krista, thanks for taking the time yeah. out of your Friday morning to sit down and have this talk. Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Stop. Maybe not. That's fine. I get to edit all this stuff on out. If I ever get around to it.